I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to the unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. <laughs> but I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. Eh, eh, 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch, Wednesday, 5 o'clock. Did you really just pop that LaCroix right when we started? I sure did. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. Just drinking an ice cold LaCroix. How are you doing? Will you uh, check to make sure your microphone is set up properly? You're sounding pretty shitty. Yeah, it looks like it is. Okay, just checking. It just wasn't sounding good. I have to turn the volume down. Either way, uh, what's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? Basketball team? Yeah, we can. That's cool. That's fun. Football that, team? Not, football I, team? I, not particularly. I don't really want to talk about the football team. I guess we can a little bit. I mean, what is there to say? Like, Oh, I do think that I was thinking about this. I think that our current safety duo is the worst starting safety duo at Tennessee in my lifetime, like bar none, hands down. How far off are the linebackers? They're not very good, but... How far off are they, or how far off are they from also being the worst set of linebackers? I don't know. It's a good question, too. I mean, I feel like they, they might be the worst, too, honestly. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with that. You know, now that I think about it. Um, I just like when you consider the starters, not like down to injury. Yeah. Um, man, I just, for all the stuff, for all the heat he has gotten about changing it up at quarterback, he should be getting some heat for refusing to make a change at safety. And for the lack of secondary talent we have. Correct. I mean, I know it became like a meme with Warren Burrell, but now it's like very clearly obvious Warren Burrell should have been starting over Kenny George the entire season. They haven't had near the trouble with Warren Burrell at all, not even close, whereas uh, teams, I mean, like Arkansas basically just decided they were going to throw it to whoever Kenny George was guarding, and they did it all the way down for a touchdown drive. I mean, it's very clear Warren Burrell should have been starting from the beginning. So it makes you wonder, like, how much better the safety play would be if he had just said to hell with it and played Lawrence and Slaughter. Um, but he deserves a lot of heat for not making a change at safety. Just a lot of talent that we are missing on the defensive side of the ball. And the offensive line has talent, and they're not very good either. It's a really terrible team. Yeah, just, I mean, it. It's just sad all the way around. I mean, I don't really know what happened at halftime in Georgia. I, I mean, I, I really don't. Like, I, I 
I just think that was like my main thought, I guess, after the game Saturday was the the starting safeties that Tennessee rolls out there every Saturday are really, really bad. And it might not be all their fault. I don't know. Um, I just, he should be getting some heat for not making a change at safety. I don't know how you can justify not at least trying something new. Not bad takeaways there, and I would just, like I said, double down and say the linebackers suck too. And the fact that our secondary and our linebackers suck in year three is maybe the most egregious thing. Maybe that's why we stick with Garantano, because we don't want to look at the rest of the roster. Yeah, and like it's, you know, it's one thing with the linebackers because there's really nobody behind them. The most you can do is you can swap out Crouch and Banks. (laughs) And, I mean, both aren't very good. I typically even, I mean, I know Crouch isn't very good. I would rather see him out there than Banks. I know other people feel differently. But it's like there's nobody else. I will stop you and I'll just say I do not want to see Crouch out there because when I see the 27, I get so mad. Yeah, he shouldn't be able to wear 27. Who greenlit that idea? Imagine how Al Wilson feels watching him play running around his 27. I mean, the most... the only person I'd ever seen say it was you, so I'm going to give you credit for it. When you told me Saturday that he turned like a boat. No, no, no. Someone said it in the Discord. I don't know who it was, but it wasn't okay. me. Okay, I thought it was you that said it in the Discord, or you or who I saw say it. Um, I might have. It might have been Austin who said it, or Techval, one of those said it. It was not me that coined that phrase. A tremendous description, and spot on. He turns like a boat. I would imagine that's what happens when you blow your hip out your senior year of high school. Yeah. I mean, obviously there was, I saw enough from Harrison Bailey. I did, I, I turned the game off after he got taken out for JT Shrout. But judging from what everyone said about JT Shrout, obviously we have seen enough from both of them that there was no reason for Garantano to be playing. Um, there's part of me that's happy they let JT Stroud play just because, uh, you know, he has his one game action so far this year had been, you know, throwing an interception on one pass attempt. So it was nice that they actually let him get out there and get some reps. But, uh, you know, you want Harrison Bailey out there, who was getting, you know, blitzed and beat up and wasn't good against the blitz at all. He should have been out there in garbage time, up 24. Correct. Down, down 24. He should have been getting out there and being able to play against Florida's backups and getting some confidence. So there was Correct. part of me that was like, okay, good for JT Shroud, but another part of me was like, this is just more quarterback mismanagement. It's, it's like it's like you you basically, when they pulled Harrison Bailey, I believe there were 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So you basically had another full quarter going up against a top five team that Harrison Bailey could have got reps against. Yeah, it was going to be a second, it was going to be their second string, which is what we wanted. We want him to go up against their second string because it's still Florida, and he can still say, I did this against Florida, and we can build upon it. I thought Jim Chaney was absolute dog shit Saturday. I find myself continually disgusted about him. Bud Elliott for SB Nation talked about how little Chaney was doing. I, I shouldn't even say how little he was doing. He was doing nothing to help out Harrison Bailey. He did absolutely nothing to help out Harrison Bailey. We did nothing intermediate. We did nothing West Coastish. It was either we're going to do a swing pass or we're going to go deep. And it's like, he actually he looked pretty good on the intermediate stuff, I thought. And he can make those throws. He had a nice fourth down conversion. 
why were we not doing why were we not doing I think we hit a slant at the beginning of the game and I don't know that we ever went back to it. Why did we not do the intermediate stuff? We didn't help Harrison Bailey at all. Truth be told, we have no idea what we have with him. Yeah, I wonder if it's just Cheney giving Pruitt a fuck you or if it's Pruitt and his game plan and like Cheney's just calling what the plays he's allowed to play or call. I, I don't know. I would imagine, you know, even if Pruitt's back next year that Cheney will not be. Which is going to be maddening whenever they spend money to buy out a coordinator and then hire a new coordinator and then, you know, maybe have to buy him out the year after. Correct. It would be like hire, firing Jim Chaney and having to pay the millions and millions of dollars worth of buyout would be so stupid. It would be so stupid. It would be so stupid. If they're going to do it, I would just like. Don't I, don't, I don't, I just really hope they don't do that, man. I really, really hope they don't do that, but I'm sure that's what they'll do. I just thought Cheney was absolute dog shit Saturday. I mean, it was disgusting to me. Like, we're still doing this dumb shit with Jalen Hyatt. We got one guy that athletically can really run with Florida at wideout. And, and you know... And we're doing we're doing swing passes to him. And it's like, man, if you're gonna throw it deep, then throw it deep to Hyatt. I don't know who is doing a good job on the team at all. Uh I'm talking about players or coaches. Who would you look at to say that's doing a good job? Gray. Is Gray was I feel like Gray was the the running back on a couple of those plays where he's just completely whiffing blitz pickups though. He might have been. He might have been. Um, I just thought. I thought you meant overall. I thought you. I thought you meant overall. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's running the ball well, but like, I, I, maybe I'm being unfair to him. Maybe it was Chandler too. But like, I feel like Gray's out there whiffing on blitz pickups too, which it still makes him our best player. But still, like, it's, he's not a flawless player. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I guess like he's got things that because I mean, like, if you say Jay Graham, I'd be like, well, Jay Graham's to teach them how to block by now. Mm-hmm. Correct. I don't know who I look at. I mean, I guess Gray, like you said, is the best we have. Uh, Carvin played well Saturday. Okay. No units, though. Like, I mean, what unit? No, 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 not a single unit. I mean, not yeah. a single unit. I mean, the closest, I guess you could say, is running back. I feel like the running backs have – maybe it's just Chandler but bringing it down. Chandler, like, him Chandler just down every cut. Chandler just runs – he, he, runs, he runs into people. When he can't stay on his feet, he just runs into people. So that's why I wouldn't say the running backs are like a good unit. I'd give the running backs like a B minus this year at best. Oof, okay, yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. I mean, maybe maybe I'm being too hard on them, but as the overall unit. Oh, I was gonna say like C plus. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think I don't think anything is being too hard on this team. I mean, they're they're two and they're two and six. I mean, quarterback's been an F. Running backs, we'll just call it a C plus. I will say wide receivers have been an F. Wide receivers, uh, yeah, D. I'll go D. I, I will say wide receivers have been an F for one. Like, Eric Gray is the leading receiver on the team, and it's not even particularly close. Well, no, I think I think a lot of that's just the swing passes and dump downs, though. We've seen enough of the power, you know, we've seen enough of the breakdowns to see wide receivers open across the middle of the field, and, like, the quarterback's just going either either throwing the ball away or dumping it down. We've seen enough of that for me to say the wide receivers are open sometimes, and Eric Gray being the leading receiver is really just because our quarterbacks immediately dump the ball down, or Cheney is designing it to dump the ball down. Yeah, I, 
Johnson and Keaton are are bad. Keaton has been the most disappointing thing as far as I'm concerned. He's been one of the most disappointing players on the whole entire team. I really thought he would be a lot better this year. And it wasn't like he even pretended like he was going to be. He immediately started at the South Carolina game fucking up and dropping passes. And he hasn't done anything since then. And at this point, I would be surprised if he played another snap here. Yeah, I would be too. And Oh, well, I'm not going to be exactly torn up about that. But, yeah, I mean, I Saturday was the first time, like, watching that game. And, again, again, we needed Florida to beat us much worse. Like, the 96-yard touchdown drive that we did, like, yeah, it was nice, but we really didn't need that. Like, we really needed Florida to just absolutely drill us. And they didn't, so... It was the worst result possible. Correct. You never uh, thought you had a chance to win the game, but you didn't get beat down enough. And you can even say, look, we fought hard in the second half. We scored two touchdowns. Um, At least you kept the double-digit streak going, but still... 12 points didn't seem nearly bad enough. Today was the first time that I had really, like, deep down thought that they might have to fire him because I just felt like we didn't particularly try that hardly, that hard. I don't know. I just thought it was a very, like, just lackluster effort from, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, how many how many times can you sit there and just watch our defensive backs just not intercept the ball when it's right there to be intercepted? I mean... Trayvon Flowers in the end zone that one time like had the ball intercepted, and instead of going up to pick it off, he decided to commit pass interference. He decided to molest their wide receiver, and he didn't need to. He could have picked the ball off. He had the guy perfectly covered. Hopefully, Fulmer's moving behind the scenes and getting stuff in order. Hopefully, because if not, then we just need to fire both of them next year and just go completely rebuild everything which will then delay another two years at least so like we're looking at the earliest being good at football at 2023 which is really fucking sad we're looking at 16 years before we even have a chance to win the east but it's better than watching jeremy pruitt coach game next season so i I mean yeah yes and no i guess like i would rather watch pruitt coach a game next year than like hire some loser and restart his clock and give him another three or four years, and him him just suck too. Like, I would rather this just completely burn and get Fulmer out and maybe have somebody that would take it very seriously. If if Fulmer is allowing him to come back and coach next year, because obviously that's just uh, him doubling down and not being the right person for the job. I won't say it's like a lack of compat, or I, don't, I won't say it's a lack of him like wanting to get it done, a lack of. Um, what word am I looking for here, Seth? A lack of desire to get it done. Like he wants to be good at it, but if he just lets Pruitt come back and hire a new coordinator and we basically just grab the losers from the 2020 South Carolina team and bring them on as coordinators, then just burn it all down. And like I said, at that point, it'll be 2023 before you're good at football again. Or have a chance to be good at football. Because we've seen it the last coaching cycle with Butch Jones. If you keep a lame duck coach, this recruiting class has already fallen apart. And then if you fire him next year, like in November, it'll be hard for the new coach to come in and scramble the last couple of uh, weeks of early signing period. So you're going to be set behind two years at the most right there of two lame duck recruiting classes. Because as it sits right now, there's what? Three players you're somewhat excited about in this class? Uh, I guess so. 
Salter, Brooks, if he stays, and Hudson Wolf. Like, those are the only three I'm looking at that I'm like, maybe they'll be good. Now, I'm sure, like, a couple other people could be. But it just uh, – just pretty damning. What did you think about the basketball team last night? Uh, I mean, they looked about, like, what I'd expect them to look like for not having practiced or – that much or gotten to play a game. I mean, I thought if we had played like three, I thought if, I thought if that was like our third game instead of our first, we would have beaten them by like 20. Um, I do wonder if we ever figure out how to beat a zone defense. Too much time in the game for Kamwa. Yeah. Not, not enough time for the freshmen, in my opinion, but. Like if Pons just has a pulse, then they beat them really badly. And. He normally has a pulse. so I was excited I, about our defense. Our defense looks great. Keon Johnson looks to be the best defender on the team. Yeah, I'm hoping he gets more than 13 minutes moving forward. I'm hoping he moves Josiah James out of the starting lineup. Really? I thought Josiah looked pretty good. Yuck. No, I don't know. I'd rather have Keon Johnson any day. I, 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 I mean, no. obviously I'd rather have Keon Johnson than Josiah. I'm just saying I don't think I would start there is the problem. But I guess that's the. I guess that has to be the odd man out because you're not gonna, I guess, move Vescovi or Bailey out because you need the shooting. Yeah, I mean he's the most obvious person. I don't think Barnes will, but I would. I would. Yeah. I mean, I just thought uh, James just seemed kind of clunky to me still. I mean, did he hit a three last night? No, he didn't. But I, I thought he did. Every, I thought he did everything else pretty well. And that might be why he stays in. I just. I mean, I, I said it on the radio show today, and I'm not saying he's that good, but like he's supposed to kind of be our Draymond, I think in terms offensively of just, like, creating some, scoring every now and then, rebounding, setting the table and being able to handle the ball. Yeah, I mean, it's like you watch him play, and it's just like, ugh, and then you look at the box score, and he had eight points, six rebounds, three assists, three steals. And it's like, okay, well, I see now why he plays as much. But that being said, like, I would put Keon Johnson needs to be getting a lot more minutes. And for sure. Jane, Jane Springer does too. Um, there's no reason that Kamwa needs to be playing the amount of minutes that Jaden Springer is. I liked what I saw from Anasiki. I just hope he doesn't um, shoot as much. I didn't have a problem with him shooting open mid-range jumpers. I didn't have a problem with it. Now, you know, this is the first game I've seen of him. So, like, if he does it a couple more games and just can't hit one, then I will, you know, say to quit shooting. But he went one of six. Pons is one of nine, and I want Pons to keep shooting. Like, if you're going to be a big man out there against the zone, you're going to have to be able to hit that mid-range jumper. So, And Pons is normally money on some of the shots that he missed last night. I think Will Warren said he shot like 41% last year from the mid-range, which is, you know, decent enough and, you know, was bad at it last night. Yeah, so I'm not – I mean, I feel really good about him. Like, they have a ton of talent. I think that much is obvious. Um, and Vescovi and Bailey have can, can light it up. I mean, Vescovi went three or four from three. I mean, I thought uh, need, looked pretty good. I think he needs to cut down. I mean, like I'd, he had five assists, three turnovers. Um, but I, I, yeah, Viscovi looked really good. I mean, I think that Tennessee in a week, ten days from now, Tennessee would blow that team out of the water. And that being said, like that game, I never really particularly felt in danger ever. Even when they like cut it to three, I was like, this team's not beating us. We just. No, but it was nice to be tested early. Yeah, and, I agree. I agree there. You know, Josiah came with that big steal, and then for some reason they get Folky ended up with it at the top, like near half court, just holding the ball. That was pretty weird. 
but I thought it was nice to be tested early and be able to defend well enough to you know keep keep the win. Get a, play Cincinnati and then get a couple of losers under your belt where you can let the freshmen get more comfortable and hopefully like roles start getting defined as you get ready at the beginning of 2021 for conference play. Yeah, I would I would like to see a lot more of Keon Johnson and and Jaden Springer. I thought Springer looked well looked looked good too. I don't I I, I don't know. I, it's obviously this is dumb because we've never seen Corey Walker play, but like why is Kamwa getting minutes over Corey Walker? Can someone like explain to me? I think some people in Discord said he was out for contact tracing. Okay. All right. Well, that's fine. That makes sense. And like Corey Walker's like the leading scorer all time at Oak Hill and was like a really high recruit too. Like, but I think it'll be towards the end of January before he's a factor. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, Victor Bailey looked really good. Kennedy Chandler had that really sweet dunk in that high school game the other night too. Did you see that? I did. That was a pretty cool dunk. Um, yeah, I look forward to Saturday. Uh, is Cincinnati good? Like, do we know? I think they – Will said we should be like seven-and-a-half-point favorites. They're a little bit worse than Colorado. Okay, so we'll beat the hell out of them. That's cool. We should. That's cool. I knew they, like, beat Lipscomb by, like, nine and lost to Xavier by, like, nine. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I was – Nice to get a win for the University of Tennessee. It was nice to watch, like, a well – like, a team that did things well – I'll say it was nice to watch a team that did things well. Like, you know, like when Victor Bailey and Santiago Viscovi were open and they shot a three, they made it. They did what they were supposed to do. It was nice to see that. Shout out to so. patron Roger Hoover for holding it down. I believe he was our either second or third patron ever. So shout out to Roger. He's been holding it down and did great last night on the call. He's, did a, he's a good man. Great man. A great man, I would say. He's a great man. Um, had the pleasure of knowing Roger. When I was an undergraduate undergraduate at the University of Tennessee, he is he is a good man. Many people have said it, and I'm reiterating it. But he did a fine job last night. So yeah, it was nice to. It was, I'm glad we finally got to watch him. I'm glad we finally got to watch him. I think they'll look a lot different in you know the middle of January than they did last. Correct. Time. Correct. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Patreon.com/slash/reads/ranch. You get access to the Discord and private episodes. We got a couple new patrons to shout out. New to our patron Tyler Pelham. Shout out to Tyler Pelham. We love you and appreciate you. Shout out to $2 patron Matthew Zadick. Shout out to Matthew Zadick. We love you and appreciate you. And new $2 patron Allison Mc... Mc oh, damn it. Allison McLeod. McLeod. I'm sorry, Allison. Shout out to Sister Allison McLeod. We love you and appreciate you. If I Thank you for helping. Wrong, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kind of a dumbass sometimes. Thank you for helping uh, feed my kids this Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. All right, let's get to some questions. What's caught your eye so far? Um, Brother Marwan would like to know, would you rather win both games Saturday or lose both? I would rather win both. I do not want to lose to Vanderbilt in football. Especially a Vanderbilt team with 43 scholarship players. And a female on the team. And and I do not want the basketball team to lose. So I, I definitely would, don't want the basketball team to lose. I would definitely rather have the basketball team win and the football team win. But we love you, Marwan, and appreciate you. Um, I don't like I, you. Shouldn't be rooting for Vanderbilt. Like I can't bring myself to root for Vanderbilt. Correct. Because I said it on the show yesterday. Like if if Van, if you're making your decision off Vanderbilt, then like you're going to hire a loser coach. Like if you if you don't have a plan in place already, and you're going to be scrambling after the Vanderbilt game, it's you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. 
It's just kind of the way I look at it. Like you, you don't have the right guy over there in charge if the Vanderbilt game is causing you to fire somebody. I hope and pray that Fulmer has already made the decision that he is firing Jimmy Pruitt and has the next coach lined up. But who knows? Uh, let's see. Brother G-Man says, what percent are each of you that Pruitt will be the coach next year? Um, I'm like at 60%, 65%. Probably yeah, should be higher. I was going to say 60%, and then, yeah, like you said, it should probably be more like 65 or 70. Yeah, it should probably be higher. It should probably be like 75 I but, thought, you know, you know, there was a chance that if Florida beat our ass, it would happen on Sunday, but Florida did not beat our ass on the scoreboard. They beat our ass on the field, but they did not beat our ass on the scoreboard, and we didn't make the move, obviously. I don't think we lose to Vanderbilt. So I'll just say there's a 63% chance he'll be back next year. Brother BMV wants to know City or United in the Derby? You got City or United, Seth? I would. I'm guessing Manchester City's better. I have no idea. Yeah. Plus United. Uh, I don't know if you saw. They choked. They choked pretty bad in the Champions League. I did not. I somehow missed that. Surprising. I want to say after their first set of games, they had like a 97 percent chance to advance. They just had to beat up on some losers and didn't do that, and then did not go forward. And a lot of Man U fans are sick and sad about it. Isn't Jonah a Manchester United fan? Yes, as is brother Bob. Poor Jonah, poor Bob, and Bob, Bob Steelers. Mm. You hate to see the Steelers lose. Fraud alert! Fraud alert! Wee wee wee! You really hate to see the the Steelers lose, but good for Alex Smith and good for Ron Rivera, and good good for that team. They looked very happy when they won. I mean, uh, I get the feeling Chase Young is going to be pretty good. Way to go out on a limb there, Seth. So you know, um, I get the feeling Chase Young will also be good. Well, I haven't watched many other games, you know. He's a beast. He's a monster. That front seven, they also got Montrez Sweat. Like, they have a really nasty yeah, front seven. Yeah, Sweat is good. Yeah, Sweat is good. But good for Alex Smith, you know. Just want to say that the fraud alert is going off for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are underdogs this Monday night. As they should be, because Josh Allen's going to whip their ass. He's pretty good. Josh Allen's going to carve them up. Fraud alert, fraud alert. Wee, wee, and wee, and wee, then the wee. Bills will be one game out. Of, of the second place. That's right. Of the second seed, and the Steelers still have the Browns left. I'm feeling like the Bills get the two seed. If they beat them head-to-head, if they beat them head-to-head, it'll be, it'll be interesting down the stretch. Pittsburgh still has the Browns and the Colts, who could beat them as well. They have the Colts, too. That is correct. Um, Tanner would like to know, should I bet the Vols and the points again against Cincinnati on Saturday? I'm going to go with sure. Sure, why not? Yeah. why not? Yeah. Especially if it's... Seven, seven and a half. We'll take care of that. No big deal. What did you think about watching the game with no fans or like no real fans in the stand? Uh, I, I guess it didn't bother me. Like, I'm going to be honest. I found last night's game extremely boring. Well, I think a part of it was because of no fans. And just like watching us play against his own defense as futilely as we did. Like, I was just like, man, this is just awful. So maybe I didn't notice it as much, so it didn't bother me as much. Like, I think if it was, like, against Kentucky, it would really bother me. So I don't know. I'm going to reserve my opinion. Jackie says, would you be okay with losing to a game-winning kick from Sarah Fuller and thus being remembered forever for losing to a girl kicker? 
if you knew Fulmer would definitely fire Pruitt Saturday night? And what if you did not know Fulmer fires him, win or lose? I'm going to take the win regardless, Jackie, I'll be honest with you. I don't want to lose to Vanderbilt. Correct. If you promised me that like we'd hire a good coach and be competing for the East in the top 15 in two years, then yes, but like you can't promise me that. And I don't know how many coaches you could hire could promise us that. So I'm going to say that I don't want to lose to a woman kicker. No offense to her. I don't want to lose to Vanderbilt. Because right now you're you're probably already going to be remembered for her making a kick against you. Like, do you, do you think right now, Seth, that Vanderbilt scores against us on Saturday? Like, I don't think we're going to pitch a shutout. Do you? It's it's hard for me to see us pitching a shutout. Thus, I feel like she is already going to make history by just scoring against us. Yeah. So yeah. we're already going to be a trivia question. Now, a game-winning yeah. kick from her obviously would be different, but still. Brother Matt Kyle wants to know, what makes Christmas cookies better than regular cookies? I would say winter depression mixed with holiday spirit. Holiday spirit. It's the most magical time of the year. And plus the winter depression. Like, if you get anything that makes you happy, I think it's magnified right now. Because I don't think a Christmas cookie would taste very good in spring. That's true. I'd rather just have a chocolate chip cookie. In the spring, I'd, I, me personally, I'd rather have a chocolate chip cookie anytime, including Christmas. Although the white Oreos do hit different. Would I love them in spring? Do you think I'd like the white frosted Oreos in spring? I don't think so. Obviously, Oreo doesn't think so because they don't let us buy them year-round. Brother George wants to know. Uh, he asked a question. He says, or he's, I guess this is more of a statement into a question. My dad wants to watch every play of the game on Saturday. What are some good resources to get him some help? He's just like Brother Seth. He's just a VFL that can't quit the Vols. It's too late, George. It's too late. There are no there are no resources. I don't have any trouble turning the damn game off. I'm not going to sit here and watch. I mean, like I turned, I didn't hardly watch any of the fourth quarter against Saturday. My advice would be: Are you? Uh, they're not. They're not letting people in the game on Saturday, right? I have no idea. We're not going. Oh, okay. I mean, is it a home game? I mean, no, it's in Vanderbilt, but I know you usually go to that. I know you usually sneak to this game and go to the Music City Bowl and stuff there. So I figured, I was wondering if you were going, but I guess they're not letting fans in there. Because I, I don't if know. If they were, you would be there. I'm not going to any game the rest of the season. Okay. Just checking. Um, my advice would be for your mother to schedule something that, like, he gets roped into doing. To get him away from the TV. I hope he didn't watch every single play of the Florida game. Nobody deserves that. Brother Bruce wants to know why I even focus on football when it's officially basketball season. Good well, Bruce. about you, Bruce, but go ahead, Seth. It, it's a football school, Bruce, and football is what, you know, it's, it is what it is in the SEC. That being said, I love UT basketball. I'm thankful UT basketball is back, and I wish more fans cared about UT basketball as much as I do. Um, because Tennessee could have a could have an elite program, basketball program. Um, I think it's much easier to do it in basketball than football, but football is what it is. When people think Tennessee, they think football. They think Peyton Manning, Reggie White, Art Evans, Marcellus Teague, Torin Poole, Lucas Taylor. So. 
Scott, I also know, would you lock in having Pruitt for an extra year if it meant the basketball team made the final four? And I think that's an easy question as well. Yes, I would. Yeah. Would you lock in Pruitt yeah. for three years? No, but I would one for sure. Okay. Two years? I mean, I think there's already a pretty good chance you have him for two years, so might as well take the final four. Uh, I'd have to. Th- I'm gonna have to think about it for two years. The real Bryce wants to know what do I want? What do y'all want for Christmas? Is there anything you want? You said a laptop last week, right? Yeah, probably. I would take like a like the most maxed out laptop, but you know, uh, just for the ability to continue choosing joy in 2021. I would just say for all my friends to be happy and all my family. Maybe for the pandemic to be over. Yeah. It's never ending. It's never going to be over. It's never going to be over? No, I mean, the New York Times talking today about how how, about how even if you get the vaccination, you should quit wearing masks. I saw another story. I mean, you should quit wearing a mask or keep I mean, you should, ke- you should keep wearing masks. I saw another story in Reason, which is typically not an outfit that I read very much because I'm not a libertarian, because I'm not a dumbass, but they were, I think it was linking to like a Washington Post article talking about how wearing masks is going to be the new normal. Even after the pandemic's over, they're, they're going to try to keep making us wear masks. Is that so, why yeah. you're down today? Is that why you're sad? No, I'm just down today because it's like 435 and it's pitch black dark outside and we still have Jeremy Pruitt as head coach. This is a very low energy pod. This is a very low energy pod. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not just you. Uh, it's me too. It's hard to get on here and talk about Jeremy Pruitt again. It is hard to do that, especially when you only got one basketball game, too. Yeah, I mean, shit. We got one basketball game, and it was a game where we really didn't even get, hardly even get to practice. And, I mean, hell, they looked a little rusty. It is what it is. Logie wants to know if either one of us ever made a TikTok. I have not. I imagine Seth has not. Seth, have you ever made a TikTok? No, it's a Chinese communist psyop. Of course not. What's that again? It's a Chinese communist psyop, psychological operation. You know, it's a it's a data mining app. It's a data mining app. This is why they've tried to shut it down. Do I look like a communist, Logie? No. So of course I've never made a TikTok. Brother Brett wants to know: Will you take the vaccine when it becomes available to you? Um, I mean, if I think that I have to have it, then yeah, of course I will take it. But I mean, like. I'm very low risk. I'm teleworking. Um, so no, I'm not going to go line up overnight to get a negative 80 degree painful shot into my arm. I don't really do needles. But if I have to have it, then yes, of course I'll take it. You know, no big deal. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, I'm leaning towards no, at least early on. But like you said, if, if it comes Yeah, I mean, early on, if, if it no. it becomes mandatory, I'm not going to like fight the government. I'm not going to hide yeah. from people. But, like, as it stands right now, am I going to go get it? No. I don't need it. No. But if I, like, have to have it, then, yeah, sure, whatever. Boomer wants to know, was it racist for Jake Paul to knock out Nate Robinson? Have you seen this controversy? So this is an actual controversy? I don't know. It went from a joke, and then Jamel Hill ruined it, and they were asking Jake Paul if it, if it was racist that he knocked out Nate Robinson. He was getting mad. He didn't realize it was a joke, and they were being really bad about making it a joke because both of them suck. Well, Carrie doesn't suck, but now I guess she does suck because she hangs out with Jamel Hill, and Jamel Hill's the worst. So I think it went from a joke to now it's a controversy, and it's really stupid, and I assume that both of us do not think it was racist to do a sporting event. No, Jake Paul's a big old boy. He is a big old boy. He is a big old boy. <laughs> he, uh, 
I, I don't know their background. I don't really know anything about the Paul brothers. I just know they're like YouTube people. They're, they're YouTubers. That's that's like, and I know one of them got in trouble for that like video he did and that suicide thing yeah. in Japan. Yeah. Um, but I assume that at least Jake, that uh, brother Jake has a history with boxing because he looked very, he looked like he knew what the hell he was doing. I mean, he didn't until like three years ago. I think both of them started training because Logan's the one that's fighting Floyd Mayweather next, like, in, like yes. January. So like so has, both, they've both been training for like three or four years. So Logan boxes as well? Yes, yes. Okay. Are they twins? I don't think so. No, I think one's older than the other, but I think, I guess Logan's the old one. I, I'm not exactly sure, so take that with a grain of salt. I mean, Jake's a big old boy. That's about... He is a big old boy, and like I said, he trained for three years, and it, it's a very stark difference in someone that knows how to box and someone that does not, and we saw that with Nate Robinson. So he'd been training for three years for that fight? Yeah, no, he's been fighting. No, he's been fighting other okay. people, too. Okay. Like, he's been knocking low-rent celebrities out for a while now. And, like, just sparring and, like, fighting. Like, they have found a way. Because, I mean, they're, they're going to make pretty good money off this, I guess. Yeah. He's a big old boy. He looked good. He looked good out there. He looked like he knew what the hell he was doing. Nate Robinson did not. No, no. Nate Robinson doesn't need to get back in the ring. It's just so dangerous, man. Like, what was he doing? He didn't look like he'd, like, hardly, like, done anything. Apparently he had trained. I can't remember if it was either three weeks or three months. But uh, definitely not three years. And you could tell. Like I said, there was a stark difference in who can, who knows how to box and who doesn't. Troy wants to know what cities, places do you want to visit in the next ten years? Um, I would like to go to uh, Montreal. I would like to go to Toronto. I would like to go to Paris. I would like to go to Iceland. I would like to go to London. New Zealand. And um. I would actually like to get on the train in Wales and take it all the way up to the top of Scotland. That would probably that would probably be if I could like pick one trip to do right now, I would actually probably choose that to do the British Isles. Um I don't really have any desire to go to Ireland. Um but Wales, England and Scotland I do I have a great desire to go to, especially England and Scotland, but I would probably do the, the train ride from Wales to uh, to Scotland. Favorite thing about thing, favorite thing about the holidays? Uh, family. I mean, family. Okay. I don't know what my favorite thing is about the holidays. Family, I guess. I don't know. I don't know who some of these people are on the Discord because they changed their name so much. It's fire their ass. Is that Bob? I thought that was Brother Bob. He was asked he, if was we're he mad in, about he, the fraud alert. No, he asked if we're enjoying this. And Brother Bob, no, I'm not particularly enjoying this football season, but I am enjoying you, and I haven't. I've always enjoyed my time with you. So, but no, this this hasn't been a particularly fun stretch of time. I haven't really even enjoyed the podcast that much either. I, I haven't either. Which is a shame because we I, I had been having so much fun like the last probably five I felt like we've been such a good groove but man like Jeremy Pruitt just grinds you down to a fine dust. There's nothing worse than that realization when you give up the hope that a, a coaching search is not going to happen. Yep. And that you're stuck. And seasonal depression. And I'm kind of hungry and I'm kind of tired because I talked for three hours on the radio too. So we apologize for the uh, the low energy, very low T podcast. But don't blame us. Blame Jeremy Pruitt and Philip Fulmer. 
and Jim Chaney and all of our quarterbacks and our linebackers and our defensive backs. And Will Enemy. And Will Enemy, who we never should have let off the chopping block. No, we should not have. When are we going to see like, some goddamn RPOs that Joe Osave apparently invented? When? They they claim <laughs> Joe Osave invented the RPO. When are we going to see I it? Forgot, I forgot he was an on-the-field coach now. They claim that he invented the RPO and we never use it. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt doesn't even know what the hell an RPO is, I bet. I love you, Seth. Have a good night. I got to go to the NFL pod next, so I'll try to get the Later. interview better for that. See you, dude. Bye-bye. Turn the club to a mosh pit The government can't keep us locked down Cause bitch I'm too locked in No I am never clocked out Cause I'm always clocked in Suit and tie with a pole on me I feel like John Wick I feel like John Wick Whoa, 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 whoa I feel like John Wick Trust nobody no more now. I'm knocking the door down. We going to war now. We knocking the phone now. My heart is so cold now. We never gonna slow down. I'm spitting the full round. Better duck like Affleck. We up like Nasdaq. Today I got 20 bands in the cash app. So when you puff puff, you don't need to pass that. We don't care about your followers and hashtags. Used to be broker than broke. Ain't no money. I hope I was getting so close to my grave. Close to the edge of my rope. Had a homie sell dope. I ain't have to do that to get paid. I would not forgive him. I was living in the prison. Ain't no women want to get with him until he started getting all the chicken and Benjamin Franklin's that he started getting. I was sipping on the liquor and tripping, but now I'm winning. You don't really want to see me mad. Got the cash in advance in the back of the van with my hand on the passenger man. Middle fingers up, screaming, I don't give a damn. This was never part of the plan. I feel like John Wick. I turn the club to a mosh pit. The government can't keep us locked down, cause bitch, I'm too locked in. No, I am never clocked out, cause I'm always clocked in. Suit and tie with a pole on me. I feel like John Wick. I feel like John Wick. Can't keep us locked down, cause bitch, I'm too locked in.